0: Welcome back to a brand new episode of Learning As I Go. My name is Scott Thomas and today I'm joined by a good friend of mine, but also one of my biggest inspirations over the years, Mr. Alex Cannon. And with a name like that, how can you not be a legend? For me, he was the number one male influencer of his time and he really did pave the way. He's been a model appearing on stores all across the country, such as Foot Asylum, but he's also achieved one of my biggest goals in life of appearing on the front of Men's Health magazine. The guy is in serious shape. He also has done a little bit of TV, appearing on Celebrity Big Brother. And also the first time I remembered him, I don't know about you, was when I saw him on Judge Geordie with Vicky Patterson many years ago. But since then he has gone on to achieve incredible successes in business, with his most recent one being Crafted London, which is now a multi-million pound jewelry brand. And he's even appeared in Forbes talking about his story. But he's not always had it easy. Because when Alex was in his twenties, he was out doing seasons in Ibiza and the Greek islands, but he also started caring for his mum, who had become really unwell. So I wanted to find out more about that and also find out more about the disease that his mum was living with.
1: Because it was such a rare disease, it, it probably went undiagnosed for five years maybe. Only three in a hundred thousand people are affected by it. Wow. So it's so rare. Originally they thought it was IBS, then they thought it was like parkinson's and this and that so it went undiagnosed for ages we never knew what it was we just knew she wasn't well so yeah i would come back probably on for about four years i'd say where she needed full-time care Mm, three three and a half four years full-time care i would say yeah imagine you're just trapped in a body basically you can't move anything so like basically it's a part of your brain here that sends the signals to your body uh, and that brain just shuts down so if you want to go to the toilet your body doesn't know so, yeah, you're just sort of stuck in your body. Your brain's fully switched on, but your body can't move. So if she wanted to go to the toilet, I'd have to carry her to the toilet or, you know, feed her or all that kind of stuff. So probably went on for about four four years, I'd say, yeah. Was
0: that called MSA, was it?
1: MSA attacks called, it was called, yeah, yeah. So there's a taxi which is more common. MSA attacks is more rare.
0: What was that like for a young lad like yourself, like having to
1: sacrifice a massive part of your life for someone that you, you loved and cared about? Uh, it didn't feel like a sacrifice to me. It was just you just sort of get on with it I think it just I didn't really view it as anything at the time it's just I sort of went into the mode of keeping her positive and keeping good spirits around her and she was always so positive despite how bad she was and I think that's where I get a lot of it from because she never showed any weakness ever even when like we'd have family members around and they'd say like because my mum was really, really very religious and some of my other family members weren't and they would say to her like you know like if god was really wouldn't have you doing this and she would be saying to them you've got to stay, stay strong well, even though she was the one that was in pieces do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so watching her like that and showing that she, she was she never lost a sense of humor she was always laughing and you know she's always so strong so i draw a lot of a lot of strength from that and so for me it was never never felt like i was doing any kind of you know hardship or anything like that it just it, it was what it was and yeah it was just, just what i was there for so would you say that your mum kind of Inspired
0: you to choose positivity, and I For feel sure. like that's something that I really get from you a lot, mm. and something that really comes across from your from your socials and, and and the message that you put out there. Is that something that you picked up during that period? You said you were reading a lot during that time.
1: Yeah, so it, it, I started reading about it because I was in a bad place, and I thought I heard a quote once from a guy called Jim Ron He's like a, a business coach. I to him. Yeah, he's a cool guy, and he said, "If you want to be successful in business, learn about business. If you want to know about money, learn about money. And if you're not happy, and you want to." be happy you need to learn about happiness so i was like all right well yeah i'm not happy so let's figure it out so um i read a book called the secret i think a lot of people have read that book and i remember i got to the last page of it and went back to the first and read it all again and i just thought to myself i'm not nothing to lose by thinking this way because it can't get anywhere so let's just practice this and i got my mum reading it i used to read it to my mum. and then i got her thinking that way and she i got to a stage where she just we just both heart- wholeheartedly believed that she was going to beat it even though like just factually she wasn't going to, do you know what I mean? Like my dad would just be like, You're wasting your time kind of thing. But now in hindsight, my dad says to me, If you didn't have her thinking like that, she would have been gone years before, do you know what I mean? So I think um yeah, it just gave us hope. It was a survival thing to begin with, but then that sort of started me on my journey of sort of personal development and all that kind of stuff. And also because of the kind of businesses I was doing at the time with the network marketing, anyone who's been in them kind of businesses would know it's very much encourages personal development and like teaching other people personal development and team building and all that kind of stuff so that was sort of what started me on that on that path then i've just wanted to get better all the time and just better myself mm. and i do believe that you should work harder on yourself than you do on anything more than your job or anything just get better and better and better every day oh, i love that because i think a lot of the time we're quick to kind of
0: invest into things that don't really serve us but when do we actually invest into ourselves Yeah, and it's through doing that through education through reading through working on your health and fitness that a lot of the time you become a lot more productive
1: and then that's when the kind of success follows from that doesn't it yeah it's just a byproduct of who you become you attract success by the person you become yeah 100% and a lot of the time I
0: discuss how it 's our darkest moments that kind of define us and shape us who we are, and I feel like mm-hmm. you just touched on them like the secret is like the secret is like whatever you manifest and whatever you think about don't don 't quote me on it it 's kind of about like what you ever focus on will come to life and yeah. you, you said then that you your mum had this positive attitude towards her surviving and beating it, so mm-hmm. when she doesn 't beat obviously the illness and, and you lose your mum, how do you try and sort of reframe that in your mind into something positive? Did you then like kind of use that moment to think you know what i'm going to use this moment and take the energy from my mum and channel it into to being a success for her and for yourself is that kind of i don't know like
1: yeah absolutely i've said it before to like some close friends and stuff i've got to be grateful for it because it it may be who i am and i'm in a good place now in my life and i'm happy and i'm somewhat successful so it's made me who I am and I don't think I would be this person if I hadn't gone through that so I've got to be grateful for it in that respect although I'd, obviously I cut my arm off to have her back again but I've got to be grateful f- for that and yeah like you said then I think now I've just got to live in a way that would make her proud and sort of she's got to live through me so that's just that's just how I, how I look at it yeah and also I just think you know what's the other option you know mm-hmm. it's just do you either focus on the good or you focus on the bad you've got nothing to gain ever from focusing on the bad so true. life goes on no matter what it's just that that's done so let's focus on the, what we can, we, we can do about it now and move forward because all you can ever control is how you react and what you do so I can't control what's been and what's gone and she's not coming back so how can I move forward the best I can that's just the way I look that's at so it
0: that's so true and I, think, I feel like sometimes people look at I don't know influencers and, and feel like they're kind of one dimensional they just post like, pretty pictures and stuff like that whereas with you Alex like you've always had so much depth and I think that's kind of come through I've known you i known of you for years, but I've only really got to know you over the last, like, I don't know, four to five years maybe. Yeah. And the level of depth that you've got and the the sort of intellect is kind of really inspiring for me. And I feel like you were, like people always um, ask me, like, about what books I'm reading. And I remember, it was actually you who inspired me to start resharing certain pages from books that oh, I right, used to read. Because okay. you d- used to do that a yeah, lot.
1: Yeah,
0: Um And I feel like, you've kind of paved the way especially for male influencers right and I know you probably don't like the word when I call you an influencer now it's weird but let's face it you definitely were and I know you've kind of transcended that now but there was a period when I remember you were on billboards all over shop fronts with like Jim King and everything else but you kind of revolutionized the male influencer industry in terms of you weren't really like well-known from a reality TV show. You didn't go on to like, Love Island and get a million followers overnight. You kind of built up your following in kind of an organic way and, and you were really credible. You focused on creating a brand around yourself and I think yeah. that's one of your biggest skills is creating brands and, and using your creativity to do that. So tell me a little bit about that. How did you try and create a brand around Alex Cannon?
1: From the very beginning, when Instagram first started, I was sort of doing it because of the nature of the business I was in with the, the network marketing and stuff. So I was always trying to paint a... A good picture of myself, but then once the Instagram came about, I seen some young kids just making money from it, you know, like with brand deals and stuff. So I just started going round down that route. I would just get shoot clothes and from brands and all that kind of stuff, and post my fitness stuff because I always knew that I wanted to, it was going to be something I would do would either be a fitness or fashion. So I was always I would be shooting stuff in the gym or shooting fashion stuff. So I was just trying to sort of paint that picture kind of thing with the with Instagram, and when the TV opportunity came about. That just, I just seen that as a way to sort of get me in front of more people to eventually do the things that I want to do that I'm fortunate enough to do now. So it was always I never had no desire to be famous or anything like that. Not that I am, but it was always just to get in front of people to be able to do the brands and the things that I wanted to do. So I just wanted to make sure that what people seeing was what I wanted them to see so I could do what I wanted to do in the future.
0: Ah, that's such a clever point, because with you, Alex, like you don't share every aspect of your life you give people just enough. Whereas with me, I think I, I, I post literally what I have for breakfast, what I have for dinner. I, like I'm just that kind of person. Whereas yeah. with you, it's like, you've always just given people enough of an insight. And, and I think that's part of creating a brand. And one thing I think is really special about what you did is you always had a vision in mind, didn't you? Like it wasn't kind of like, oh, I'm just here to make cash. And you you kind of played the game and did the certain step stones that are gonna get you to where you've pretty much got to now, which we'll talk about soon. Yeah. But like, talk to me about vision. As a young lad, is it important to know where you're going and, and have that vision? Or is it something that you can kind of just freestyle and, and and make up as you go along?
1: I think before even the vision and before setting any goals, it's about having a self identity that's sort of congruent with what you want to be. So for example, you can't say I wanna be X, Y, and Z and be at the top if you don't think you're worthy of it. Ooh. Do you know what I mean? Love so that. Even if you do all the work and, you know, you've you've got all the talent and you've got everything all the all the resources, if your level of self identity doesn't believe that you're worth that, you'll never even if you do attain it, you'll never keep it because you don't think you're worthy of it. That's why people who win the lottery never keep it, because they're not the person who should have that amount of money. Wow. So I think from when I started reading a lot from when my mum wasn't well and I started reading more business kind of books and, and all that kind of stuff. Real old writings by like Napoleon Hill and stuff, he used to I think you've read Think Rich Think and Grow grow Rich rich, yeah Yeah. I think everyone should read that book by the way yeah it's just having a an internal self image of yourself one of my favourite sayings is decide who you want to be and show up as that person every day in every interaction so like if I when I'm walking into a meeting or a conversation with someone before you go in you go who am I like who's the highest level of me and then go into that a situation as that person and then before long you just will be that person but you can't be like when I get there I'll be, be him because you can't get there.
0: Ah, I like it. And you know what, that, That's one thing that stands out about you, right? So we just got back from Ibiza this summer, and we did a wedding that over there. That was a good trip. Yeah, and literally, when you walk into any room, Alex, like, and you wear some like like your fashion sense is just on another level. But some of the stuff that you wore, wear, if I wore it, I'd be like, people look at me like, "What is he wearing?" Whereas with you, you own it. You walk into a room with confidence, and. That is one thing that shines through about you. Wherever you go, you feel your self-belief. You feel that confidence from you. And I think that is a massive attribute to your success. And I think sometimes I kind of doubt myself in certain in certain areas. Even like doing this podcast, sometimes you get that imposter syndrome. Yeah. And I just hosted um This is Manchester Wars recently. It was my first proper presenting gig. And I swear to God, I was in the mirror before I went in going, I am a world-class presenter. Love that. No one is better <laughs> oh, yeah. than me. And I was beating my chest and all this. I was thinking someone was a flying wall in here. Uh, but like I understand now the power of self-belief and mm-hmm. i feel like you ooze that in like bucket loads but how do you get to that point where you actually believe in yourself is it through reading like what is your sort of daily routine to kind of really back yourself
1: i think it's small wins and it's just setting yourself small goals and each win builds builds confidence builds confidence not just setting massive goals and sort of waiting till you get there to tick stuff off just small wins and when you tick off a goal celebrate it. and just the more you do it the more wins you get the more you just start believing and i think that's it it's just sort of it's a process for sure it's not something that you can read and turn on
0: so focus on the wins rather than the losses like literally it's so funny you say that so i did this big award ceremony and everything went so well but there's one moment where i went oh i cracked a joke and it wasn't that funny and I, usually the old scott would be like running that round in my mind over and over again why did you say that why i went wait a second scott there were so many good parts yeah, yeah. of that that event and it's it's true day to day there's so many good things that happen in a day and I force myself now to try and write down five things at the end of my day that I'm grateful for good things that happen and you go you know what I could keep writing it there's loads of good stuff that happened yeah. but as human beings you feel like we've got a tendency to just focus on the bad parts human of our nature, lives yeah. Yeah? It's human
1: nature yeah human nature yeah yeah, my dad always used to say to me when I was growing up every day when i come in from school or at the end of the day, he'd always say, what have you done today to make you feel proud? And I always remember, I always stuck in my mind. So it always it's a good way to reflect on your day and it's also a good way to you know go through the day and think, what can I do today to make myself proud? So wow. maybe that was installed in me from young, I don't know. But yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say it's, like you said before, whether it's the vision, it's just to having a building an internal self-belief and picture of yourself that who you want to be and just working towards it.
0: And uh, do you know what? I really respect your journey as well because sometimes for me it's hard to put things in perspective i had two famous brothers who definitely helped me on my journey but for someone like you not saying you came from nothing but came from a very normal upbringing you weren't involved in the celebrity world you kind of networked your way into this kind of social media world and then to build yourself up to be on the front of like foot asylum like all over the country like big billboards like i remember that time what was that like for you like embracing that, like, what was that moment like for you as a young lad? And let's get it right, in your 20s, like, it must have been an amazing feeling to, to see
1: yourself up on those billboards and achieving such amazing things. How did you kind of deal with that? It's funny because when my mum first pushed me into modelling and I never wanted to do it, and I was like, I was modelling for years when I was like 18 and stuff. Um, and I remember going down to London and shopping myself around like the agencies and they were all like, oh no, you need to lose like, you know, cause I've been in the gym and stuff. They're like, oh, you need to be skinnier and all that. And I just remember walking up cause all of them was just like, no. And I remember walking away just thinking I'll have to do it myself, do you know what I mean? And then, Oh,
0: I love that. So not like, no, I'm not gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it myself. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. self believe even, yeah. even then.
1: And I used to, um, I was laughing with someone today about it. actually in my like, the contact in my bio was like inquiries at alexcannon.co.uk. And when the emails would come in I would reply, but I'd reply as like Donna or someone, do you know I mean? <laughs> to all the negotiations with Donna. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. So then like I could be like cutthroat with the negotiations for turn <laughs> oh, up, turn up then like you to me. Once, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you spoke to Donna before, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. And also like I just and I, I never liked the idea of giving like twenty percent, thirty percent, whatever it may be, of my money away. And that's another reason why i always wanted to work for myself just so i can you know you can be when you work for yourself as you know you charge your own money your own taxes you choose how much you pay or mm. to an extent whereas mm. with an agency or with the tax manager you're working for someone else they're taking your money out before you get to it so i never liked that idea so even when i had an agent i'd always request to be cc'd in the emails so i could see how they negotiate and all that and then after a while i was just like now i'm doing this myself kind of thing
0: wow so you've always had that Confidence And and that ownership Of your own Kind of destiny Yeah yeah um, Which I really respect So let's talk about it So you obviously You became For me And I'm 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 gonna Throw it out there You were definitely At one point The number one Male influencer In the UK In my opinion In terms of there was you, but there was you. There was Leon Scott. There was Alex Bowen at the time, and you were the go-to guys. If you had a fashion brand, you wanted you guys. There was another guy I think called uh, Is it Elijah? He was doing. he was doing
1: bits. Yeah, He was oh, it, doing bits, yeah, yeah. Bit, yeah, yeah,
0: Um But you guys definitely kind of took ownership of that male influencer industry. But you, you definitely wanted more than that, right? You were earning a good living, but then you went into your first business. What was your first business? Was it Was it loyalty?
1: Well, it depends on how far you want to go back. But I had a, I had a, I had a uh, supplement brand called right. Next Level. I
0: think I remember it. Yeah, I do yeah. remember it. Next yeah, Level. Let's talk on. about it because not every business needs to be a success. Do you know what I mean? We all have, have different yeah. failures along the way, though. Whatever it was.
1: Yeah. Well, I did. I mean, in school, I used to design and print my own T-shirts and all that. So like, you go way back. But yeah. I mean, from like my actual own businesses. Yeah. I did the the supplement one, which is a tough game. Yeah. So anyone who succeeds in that, fair play to them. After I came out of the doing the TV stuff. Uh, I did some PAs and with that money I started uh, Loyalty which was a footwear brand
0: So when you said you did the TV stuff what was the TV was it Big Brother?
1: No I did the MTV one with uh, Vicky So you
0: did MTV one and then um, you went on to you did do Big Brother at some point though didn't you? Yeah that was maybe the next a year after I think but I love the way you say that though so you did the TV stuff and then you did some PA so again it was like you were getting the money from that and then pumping it back into a business straight away you were never just doing something just for the limelight or just for for the fame it was always a means to an end does that make
1: sense yeah now only only up until the last year or two I've been using my money for me to enjoy it's always just gone into something else I've gone into something else I've gone into something else so yeah I did the foot I started the footwear and then in the same month I started the jewellery as well so um, tell
0: us about the footwear first because loyalty that was everywhere at one point and they, they were they're still going loyalty, isn't it? Or is it not? Yeah,
1: yeah. So the flannels group own it now. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was me and Jay, who and, owns who and Jim King. We started that. So when was that? God, I couldn't tell the year. But yeah, we partnered up with Foot Asylum. So we did that with Foot Asylum. And so. they
0: were everywhere at one point, weren't they?
1: Yeah, 40 stores UK, around the UK. Yeah. And did you learn a lot through that process? Yeah. Yeah. I bet it was tough as well though wasn't it the sneaker game it was a dream come true though because when I was younger I, when I had a file of facts full of trainer designs when I was like 11, 12 so it's always sort of been in my wow. subconscious I think yeah I learnt a lot from it yeah a, a lot it's just footwear is tough so fair play to anyone who's succeeding in that also just so much goes into it and it's just a tough market I think
0: would you say your role in that business and probably most of your business is, is the creative side
1: oh for sure yeah so where does that creativity come from I don't know. I've always just had it, like I said, it was in school, I used to like draw, draw designs and go to the print shop and print them on and sell them in school. That's what I've enjoyed doing. I've never enjoyed like sort of the business quote unquote side of it, it's just the creative side of it. I like, I like making stuff myself and I like making it look good and I like selling it and I like that side of it, shooting it and, and all that kind of stuff. But um, the back end stuff of it, yeah, oh, it's, it's I not. I feel you
0: because I saw you recently, like you were sat on your couch at home and you like, was it, were you sketching? On the iPad? Yeah. 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 What, can you do that then? You actually sketch and draw and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm alright with it, yeah. I'm not yeah. best at it, yeah. But I wouldn't yeah, I'm not I'm not amazing, but I can I can get an idea across, put it that way, yeah. And
0: how do you keep those creative juices flowing? Like what inspires you? Because obviously for anyone who doesn't know Alex, in fact no one probably even knows this. But uh, Alex <laughs> has been sending me lots of like videos recently, right? Um, and it's his morning routine, he's got his dressing gown on. And he's basically just singing away and miming to like some of the, the, the best tracks that, are, that have ever been around. <laughs> and it's just like pure positive eyes and energy. And I can tell that you get inspiration from music, oh, from sure, yeah. like arts, like what gives you inspiration to make
1: you creative? I think just being out and traveling and just being free in the mind. I can't like be in the same spot. Like I couldn't be in the same office all day. I have to be doing different things, meeting different people, seeing new things and just sort of exploring. I don't, I wouldn't be able to pinpoint where it comes from. Just life. It sounds cheesy, but just life in general. Just traveling and getting out there and experiencing things. But touching on what you said there about the morning thing, that's <laughs> that, that. That's just like part of my morning routine. Is that when you see me dancing and all that? That I'll be sometimes because I just can I'm like in a in a bad mood. But I know if I do that and send it out to whoever, I think that's why people say why religious people say you should pray for people in the morning because of this, I, feel, I believe there's some magic in sending out good energy in the morning. That's why I do it because I've because there is some magic and I don't know what it is. But when I do do that, that's why I used to post quotes in the morning on my phone all the time. And you'll find it yourself now with how you do things on Instagram. If you post some like positive stuff in the morning, notice the days you don't do it. I bet your days aren't as good or your mornings aren't as good. There's something in knowing that you put something good out there. So that's why that's why I do them videos. And that's why you're getting them videos.
0: Honestly, when you put it out to the universe, I feel like
1: you get it back. There's some
0: days when I feel like shit and The reason why I do put out a little motivational speech or a quote or a caption from a book is because I'm talking to myself. Like, literally, I'm talking to my followers, but I'm also talking to myself because I need that energy. And I know if I put it out there, it'll come back. It's like a boomerang, right? And then you definitely make me smile. And I know, like, my feedback to you picks you back up as well. sure. So you've obviously done loyalty. You've shown that creative side to you. I don't actually know how the end of you said it's, it's been sold to flannels, whatever it is. Yeah. So you must have learned a lot on that journey. But then I remember now when crafted first started right and it's a jewelry brand and it was cool it was a really cool jewelry brand i think you used to send me some products and stuff but i'll be honest with you at the time i just thought it's another kind of bedroom brand because that's what they were called at the time wow how wrong was i because you boys now i've seen you in forbes now i've seen the numbers that you're doing this is a multi-million pound business now and you and your business partner danny buck who's a very intelligent guy as well you've yeah. created a serious brand and a serious business how did it happen what was like the big turning point for you in that brand
1: well like i said at the time i was modeling a lot all the time for all like the bedroom brands quote unquote mm. and like you said there were so many of them every week there was a new brand coming out wasn't yeah. there so i always thought it'd be clothing that i do but i was like god just like i was shooting for all the brands all of them first of all but there's so many of them so it was so over saturated so i thought no one's doing trainers and no one's doing jewellery. Well there was a couple of brands doing jewellery, but you couldn't really get like good quality if you went to Top Man and got some stuff, it would just like tarnish dead quick or go brown or your neck could go brown or whatever. So if you wanted to get some good quality stuff, you'd have to go to a jeweller's but they didn't have like the like, you know, the pieces that you wanted or whatever. So um I knew that I, what I wanted to do, but I also knew what I didn't want to do in a business. And I've always been quite self-aware in that respect of I know what my strengths are and I believe that you should work when people say you should work on your weaknesses I don't believe in that I think you should know you know your weaknesses and partner with someone who can do your weaknesses and you just go double down on your strengths so me and Danny sort of knew each other I'd done a bit for it. He had a watch brand at the time and i had been following him on socials and keeping an eye on him and his sort of outlook on business was very similar to mine and that like freedom comes first and remote working and all that kind of stuff because my thing has always been like not so much i want x amount of money or i want to be this successful it's i want ultimate freedom so everything i've set up has been like freedom first and then i reverse engineer it from there because i think a lot of people would say like oh i want to be a millionaire or i want that where really that's not what they want they want the lifestyle that they think a millionaire has where i think most millionaires will be slaves to the jobs or whatever Where i think if you just put I want freedom first, and then you figure out how to get there. So, yeah, seeing that Danny was posting, uh, I'm, like, sort of saying a lot about freedom and remote work and all that. So I just said, let's go for some food. And I said, look, I've got this idea. I'm going to do men's jewellery, blah, blah, blah. And he was just like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And then we finished for food, and I was like, so do you want to do it with me? And he was like, oh, he didn't even realize I was, like, pitching him. (laughs) He was like, oh, you want me to do it with you? And I was like, yeah, if you're up for it. And he was like, yeah, sweet, let's do it. (laughs) <laughs> wow. so we started it with like I think we put like two grand in each and that was four years ago only four years ago four years ago wow yeah, for, yeah for, it might just be coming up for. yeah so basically um, I know
0: Danny's got like a, a background in, in kind of agency work and, and the digital space digital ads and everything else so he kind of takes care of that side of the business in mm-hmm. terms of the marketing and everything else and you're very much involved in products the creativity yep. the shoots you just come straight from a shoot now Yeah. so kind of what you just said then it was almost like the, the perfect kind of storm in terms of your different qualities coming together yeah, for sure. to create a brand and I think that's when the best businesses are formed right for me I'm very much like the front man in my businesses and I'm very lucky to have a business partner for example in Food Forts, who's very much more based on focused on I don't know the methodical the technical yeah. kind of stuff right where I don't have time for that like my brain works in a different way Same. I need to be moving I need to be connecting people and places and things like that and I feel like sometimes it becomes frustrating when you have to focus on areas that you don't really love doing. Yeah. Which is difficult in, in a startup. but it seems like you and Danny have got that perfect match now, which I think is why Crafted has done so well. For sure. But what would you say was one of the most defining moments in, in that business? Like, was there anything that where you went, something happened from a marketing perspective or an influencer used that kind of turned it, or was it just a, a literally um, a continuation of different methods that kind of got you yeah, to where you are? Yeah, was a turning
1: point and... Um sure it was in the, it was in the first lockdown you know and the weather was great and all that and i went into i sort of snuck into a, a local health spa by my with my video videographer and I, we our usp was like no it's not telling neck green it's waterproof it's sweat proof it's heatproof and all that so my mate was working in the the hotel spa where it was so he let me in when it was closed and we went in, my, went in with my videographer and we filmed it uh so i was in the gym sweat proof in the pool waterproof in the sauna heat proof we did that ad and then we put that out and then it just started gaining loads of traction and then we banged it through America and then it just started flying through America and it was just it just worked and it just kept spinning and spinning and ended up with like 30 million views or something. And then from there, we just realized that that was the style of ad that was working for us. So I did another one like it in a different kind of way. And then we just, sort of just kept using that same format of ads and with the same audiences and stuff on Facebook. So it really grew through paid ads on Facebook and that was like what? So yeah, in the first lockdown it went yeah, it went crazy. And we've just mal- managed to like keep growing that wow. from then. So there's two things
0: I want to take away from that. So number one was like, you would have thought during lockdown that people weren't really buying jewellery. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone's staying in. Yeah. But it's weird. I feel like during lockdown, people were consuming even more. More. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. they were at home and they wanted to look. It's weird. You wanted to look good around your house.
1: Yeah, yeah. Didn't you? And people were getting free money too. People were just getting given money, out.
0: Exactly.
1: So. so. And also what's
0: really interesting there is that obviously you showed the creative side, you showed how cool the product could be, but also people want to know about quality as well. And I think that's something that you've really built with Crafted. You showed that this isn't just a cheap product. This is sustainable. Yeah. It's, do you know what I mean? It's going to maintain. Uh, and was that a big sort of focus for you?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a USB. You just so- you just get paid for problems you solve, don't you? That's all business is. Yeah. You're just solving problems, aren't you? You either so- solve a small problem for a lot of people or a big problem for a small amount of people. That's all And anything is. What's your problem? I can solve it for you. So the thing was, we're trying to, answer the question before they've asked it so i knew i started the business because the quality of the jewelry so i was like no more green necks so we just did that so i knew if i got the problem other people are going to have it wow so that's what it was really so yeah that was what really what what took it off that that style of ad
0: and you cracked america right even oasis didn't crack america like (laughs) how how did you take on america and how did that come about
1: i think it was just it it was just it's just more of an american style product in it americans wear more jewelry than us and uh, just via the just the internet, it's the power of the internet, isn't it? Paid ads, we were managed to go, just go that way.
0: Oh, I've got a funny story. So basically, and this is the beauty of us as um, friends as well, and in terms of that, we all kind of still work together. So you came to me uh, at the social PR. Oh yeah, the giveaway. Um, And you said to me, right, Scott, we want to um, use your agency to get um, the brand out to a load of different influences, everything else. And the one request I had, I don't know if it was from you or Danny Buck, but he went, can we get it out to Drake's dad? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, wait a second, Drake's dad? And then my quote at social power is that we can get to anybody. So I said, yeah, we can. But I literally didn't know how we we're going to do that one. But lo and behold, we had Drake's dad posting in Crafted London. Yeah, and yeah. That, that today is still one of my favourite collabs of all time. Yeah, it's so random. It's so random. But did it do all right for you or not?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a collective thing It worked. Whatever we did worked. So yeah, it's all good.
0: Oh, amazing, man. One thing we are not been talking about now is obviously you've had this amazing business career. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are, and this is mad because you are the same age as me. And and sometimes I lose kind of perspective in terms of the fact that you are a father of two beautiful daughters. You're a family man now and you're still managing to build businesses. And I get stressed out just focusing on myself and my businesses. Like what's it like becoming a father and finding that balance between everything else?
1: Yeah, being a dad, it's, a, it's an amazing thing and you can't really quantify it where words. anyone you speak to who's got kids will just be like "I can't really explain it until you've got it it's just a different kind of love it's just a different kind of feeling to anything you've ever experienced it's just a lot of responsibility obviously and you just it, it's it's just more motivation and more reason to do it because before it's like whatever you're motivated by was probably more selfish reasons like i want this or that house or that car or that bank account whereas now it's like it's legacy it's like for them isn't it so and just being a better person, a better role model, just better in your morals and everything. So it just makes you better. And yeah, they're just a joy. They're just a joy, like it's just-
0: And one thing that really stands out with you is that your girls are proper daddy's girls in terms of like- Yeah, both of them. Yeah, the relationship they've got with you. And it's through seeing your relationship that you kind of, you show like, I don't know, it's weird, like a respect for women in terms of like, do you know what I mean? It's like, they're the, they're, they are the future. Yeah, they're the queens, yeah. yeah the queens, that's it. And I think yeah. does that relationship to women and, and sort of identifying them as queens. Does that come from your relationship with your mum?
1: Yeah, 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 it must do. Yeah, she was yeah. my hero. She's my hero and best friend, everything. So yeah, it must be, yeah. And I mean, yeah, women are, like we wouldn't be here without women, would we? So. Exactly.
0: But that's one thing that shines through with you, like your respect for women
1: is really kind of
0: prominent, like that's something I get from you like in terms of like you've always shown like a lot of respect and it shines through in everything that you do really appreciate that uh, yeah definitely and big shout out to Asia as well obviously uh, she's amazing fiery Asia um, <laughs> the Irish fire um, what is next for you then in terms of the big vision like obviously you, you're still doing what you think we crafted you're a family man now I know you've bought a new house as well it's, it's like, so what's like
1: yeah. the next step for you or do you not think too far ahead now yeah, the next st- step is trying to not lose anything of what i've got i think now i have just started r- trying to educate myself on more like money and uh investing and all that kind of stuff because a lot of them say it's not what you make it's what you keep so i've got whatever i've amassed the money i've amassed i'm trying to grow that now so i'm trying to put the money find ways to put the money to work because there's, there's a there's a great book i read called rich dad poor dad i don't know if you've read that but um one of the, one of the first rules in it is rich people say rich people don't work for money they have money work for them only poor people work for money and it took me a while to get that I was like how does money work and it's just putting it in places that just investing basically so now I'm just trying to look at ways I can invest but won't take my time away from my main business whether that be you know stocks property and all that kind of stuff so just trying to grow and evolve and maybe build a team around me you can like I said before partner up with Danny because he's good at things I'm not maybe find a team to find investments for me or all that kind of stuff And I, and like you said the house I'm shitting myself about that a bit (laughs) because that's a huge project I'm going to knock it down now and build another one so uh, wow yeah
0: yeah it's so interesting you say that though about finances right because I'm in the same kind of predicament to you I wouldn't say at the same level but in terms of like I've always been alright at making money but mm-hmm. in terms of investing it it scares me like I'm scared to, it's almost like my security blanket Yeah, yeah. like I, I built up a little pot and it's like I don't want to let go of it yeah, yeah, but I know it's stupid because it, money sat in the bank it's not working for you and someone said to me before like you've got to look at money like it's almost like soldiers little soldiers that you've got to send off to work yeah, for you yeah. and fight for you but it's like you don't get taught this in school you no. don't get taught this anywhere like I'm like literally I've been in business now for years and I'm like and people, like for example, my brother Adam, he's got like four different properties. He's always investing in things. I'm like, how do you, how do you know what you're doing? But I feel like it just comes through like literally practice and actually getting yeah. involved and actually doing just it rather than in. just getting stuck in. Yeah. But it's interesting that you mentioned that because literally I feel like a lot of people don't have an understanding how to make their money work for them or invest. And I think yeah. it's something that,
1: that we need to do more from an early age. Would you agree? I think the first thing you should invest in would be yourself. So like if you've got a little bit of money, I wouldn't be going and try and invest and buy like stocks or whatever. I would be buying courses on something you want to learn about to grow yourself because the more valuable you make yourself, you can go out and make more money and find opportunities everywhere because everyone has the same same things in front of them but people just see things differently you train your brain to see opportunities do you know what I mean two people could be looking at the same thing in one place and could see an opportunity the other one would Ooh. see a problem do you know what I mean I like it well, the problem is the opportunity that's all you need to listen out for is people's problems and find a way to solve them and there's the business isn't it I like
0: it so I think one thing that really stands out Alex like across your journey is just literally your self belief from an early age not in necessarily like your vision or where you need to be but just in yourself Mm -hmm. and backing yourself that whatever you throw yourself into you're going to kind of make it work and it looks like for me you've just like been jumping on like different stepping stones throughout life that have kind of led you to where you are now and every moment has been as important as the next yeah what would you say now to a young individual who wants to go out there and create
1: a business or create a life for themselves what would be your number one piece of advice to them Keep learning, start learning. And I don't mean like what you're getting to at in school. I mean, just whatever you want to do, someone's done it and probably wrote a book about it. So read, find books and read books. Surround yourself with good people, which is, is huge. The old saying, everyone knows you, the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I think it's been proven that if you just, you know, surround around with people who, you know, moan and say the world's against me and this and that, you'll just end up talking like them. If you surround yourself with people who are like, we can do this, that, do you know what I mean? Talk about opportunities or growing or this or that. You're going to be like them so surround yourself with good people believe in yourself set small wins just keep ticking them off and when you do tick things off celebrate because life's about enjoying it you know, you want to enjoy the journey it's not like when i get there i'm going to be happy Just set little small goals and when you do you know, tick them off have, celebrate you know what i mean that's and another, enjoy it
0: that's another thing i really get from you alex is like like you said you are kind of balanced in terms of you do invest in yourself, you look after yourself, do everything else, but you do live life as well. Yeah, like literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that in IB for you live life to the fullest and, and I, I, I embrace that about you because for me, sometimes I'm so hard on myself and you even tell me sometimes, take it easy, Scott, like don't beat yourself up. Yeah, yeah, And it's about enjoying the journey as much as it is about working hard, right? I feel like it's more about working smart now and having that freedom rather than working hard and that hustle culture. Do you agree that that's kind 100%. of been outdated a little bit now?
1: I mean, it's true. It's true, and it's not. But you I mean you could, you could work your balls off for, for the wrong thing and never get anywhere. But if you could work smart at something for half as much as someone who's working 24/7 at the wrong thing and be twice as far ahead. So it's definitely about working smart and working to your strengths and trying to enjoy it. I think if you're lucky enough to do something that you enjoy, then you know, great. But work smart, yeah. And with the internet now and the way everything is, there's just so much opportunity everywhere. There's no excuse for no one's not to you know start a little side hustle or do this or do that i seen a story the other day a guy who paid off all of his student loan by going on facebook marketplace and taking f- free sofas off people and selling them wow. And he made like 60 grand in a year or something yeah. yeah there's stuff you could do everywhere so yeah but i do think working smart over hard
0: i feel like one thing that i've really thought about a lot recently is everybody does kind of have a gift for me your gift is creativity and that self-belief, that self-confidence. And for me, I I like to think that my gift is bringing energy into a room or into anything that I do and and then bringing people together and building communities, I think, is one of my gifts. I feel like every single person has a gift. It's kind of like finding out what that is, lean into that Mm -hmm. and then that will kind of transcend into some kind of business career for you or whatever career it is. But the ultimate goal is just to be happy. And I just want to say as well, like I look up to you I think your mum would be so proud of what you've achieved not just from a business sense but from a family sense and everything else big shout out to your brother Joe as well it wouldn't be a podcast without shouting out your brother (laughs) (laughs) big shout out to Joe but I just want to say a massive thank you mate for coming on here you've inspired me across many years now and uh, I feel like this is going to inspire a lot of people
1: too as well oh thanks for having me bro legend man pleasure
0: Uh, honestly Alex is just one of my personal inspirations I've just always looked up to him He's been so clever at creating a brand around himself and he's gone on to build some brands that not only I wear, but I also look up to from a business sense as well. And he's just got that positivity mindset that we all need. So hopefully you all learned as much as I did from that. Thank you for listening again. Please continue to like, review, share wherever you listen to your podcast and please tag me on Instagram, scott.thomas. I want to keep seeing and hearing your takeaways and I'll come back to you as well. And I will see you back next week for another life lesson.